0: Hi, everyone. And thanks for tuning in. We really appreciate the love and support that you have shown to this podcast so far. Today on the show, we have Connie Grav. Connie is a clutter clearing coach and has been helping people move from chaos to peace for the past several years. She will help us understand the different types of clutters and help us be more organized. In this episode, you will find actionable insights on how to move from chaos to peace. With her help, you will explore why you have clutter and underlining reasons. Once you know why, it's easier to make better informed decisions to clear the clutter in your mental, physical and social lives. Thanks for listening and I hope you enjoy the podcast. Hi, this is Apoor. Hey, this is Arish. We have been learning ways to bring harmony in different aspects of our lives such as mental health, physical health, financial health. Along the way, we noticed more and more people were keen on learning from us. Each week, we discuss topics like mental health focus, social skills to help you better navigate through life. So join us in this podcast as we navigate through the many complexities of our modern life. So, hey, Connie, thanks for coming to the podcast.
1: Well, thank you, Arish, for inviting me
0: let's jump right to it shall we
1: yes of course
0: so help us understand what is clutter and what does it mean to live a clutter-free life
1: yes so there is um different people have different definitions of clutter but for me clutter is anything that you don't like or love and don't use things that are unorganized or untidy or if you have too many things in too small of a space and also um anything unfinished like projects that are unfinished or broken things that you want to fix but then you never fix and um so these are the kind of categories of clutter but then of course um there is physical clutter in these four categories there is also now in today's world digital clutter on the computer and online Uh, we have paper clutter which is part of physical clutter we have mental clutter so if your brain and your thoughts are cluttered Uh, there is emotional clutter so like with your feelings and social clutter when you're basically having uh social connections that don't serve you so there it's it's a huge um topic (laughs) but in general it's uh also like what what doesn't serve you in your life and what actually hinders you from doing what you're here in the world to be doing if that makes sense Mm. to you (laughs)
0: yes that makes perfect sense and uh, i actually never thought of unfinished task as a clutter
1: yeah see a lot of people yeah a lot of people don't don't get that but that's of course clutter too like for example if you have something that is broken in your household for example a broken faucet or or a light switch it is clutter because you're not taking care of the things that are around you. You're not um, fixing it. So it's broken and you can't use it. So it is kind of clutter. But of course, a lot of people don't, don't recognize it at first sight. Yeah.
0: So help us understand how do you deal with social clutter? Because that is something which which we all feel close to, or we feel like we will miss out on something?
1: Yeah, well, social clutter is kind of a hard one uh, for a lot of people, but um, social clutter could be friends that drain your energy, friends that you just are friends with for whatever reason maybe because you know them or maybe because they're your neighbor or maybe just it's it's really it's like it's very fine line so it's not i'm not advocating that you're getting rid of (laughs) of your friends or that you you're um ignoring your family or whatever but it's it's like when you're feeling drained around people then something isn't right in the relationship that you have with these people. Something is again like unfinished or unsaid. And so it is kind of a form of clutter because it weighs on you, it doesn't serve you, it um you feel possibly stuck because of it, or you can't express yourself the way you want it because because of the feelings you have in this relationship so it is um yeah kind of like a very fine line where you want to walk you know so like I said I'm not saying Mm -hmm. oh just get rid of every everybody you don't agree with because that would be the wrong thing to do too it's not it's not about just Mm -hmm. getting rid of everybody that um makes it makes you feel bad so it also depends like is it always or is it just because this person doesn't feel right right now so it needs a lot of um introspection and awareness to to see whether something somebody could go into the category of social clutter so yeah so be be careful with it but um there is a thing like social clutter yeah
0: all right Uh, so be mindful of our relationships and also like see which relationships are serving us and which are not and then be mindful about decluttering those social situation if Ex- i put it that way
1: yeah exactly exactly
0: all yeah. right so let's let's take a step back for a second and uh, uh you have been uh, fond of decluttering all your life and you have a <laughs> You have a great career as an expert in finance, accounting and controlling as well. So what made you decide to become a clutter clearing coach as well?
1: Uh, So I'm not even sure whether I consciously decided that. So when I was young, where I grew up, I had a very small room that was my bedroom when I grew up and i remember i back then the word clutter i don't think was really a thing clutter clearing was not really a thing but i would constantly f- clean out my things go through my things let go of things i don't want anymore or i would even rearrange furniture i would always be kind of on the hunt to change my environment and see how i how i could make it flow better and all that and then um that was not a profession you could get into nobody would even think that could be a profession so i ended up working first for an insurance company and then i ended up in accounting and controlling but then i noticed while i was helping i was a freelancer so while i was helping uh, my clients create order in their finances that's what basically an accountant controller does you're trying to create order and you're trying to create clarity I also helped them make their office flow better like the I helped them declutter their office I helped them declutter their paper files and all that and that's kind of how it all then transformed from what I did as a child I, I started doing it also for my clients, uh, not just in finances. And then when I moved to Canada, um, my certificates in finance were not recognized here. So I would have to go and take all the, cer- the, the tests again to be certified accountant here in Canada. And I somehow felt like I didn't want to do this. I had already all my certifications and I felt like I didn't want to go that route. And so it became kind of obvious that oh i i just focus on helping people create order in their office and order in their files paper and online and then i took some extra schooling pretty um intense one for two years um to also help people um, declutter their home because um clutter in your home is different than clutter in your office the clutter in your home is most of the time more emotional and has um, different reasons behind it. So that's where I went for schooling for. And um, yeah, so that's kind of how it happened, but it was not that much of a conscious decision. It kind of is something that goes through my whole life already.
0: Hmm. Hmm. So what you said uh, that decluttering wasn't really a thing uh, for quite some time is something which I can totally relate to because i have been paying attention to my finances i have been paying attention to my health but this was one area i it just never occurred to me that i can consciously make an effort and make it better like your podcast is the first thing that made me realize hey this is something i can work on and this is something i can get help from other people so that's that's been amazing for me
1: wow well, that's so good to hear uh it i think yeah in I think it became more of a thing the more we are surrounding ourselves with things. I don't know exactly how it is in your country, India, but I mean in Europe where I come from and in North America where I live, people have bigger and bigger houses and they're kind of feeling like they need to fill these houses with things and then it becomes to the point where these things are becoming stressful and that's i think in the old days we already old days <laughs> that sounds funny no, but i mean um like 20 30 years ago it was maybe not so much of a thing because we were not so um we were not uh, surrounding ourselves with so many things or like there's that saying here in North America, keeping up with the Joneses. So we maybe didn't feel like we needed to have all the toys and all the things that the neighbor has to, Hmm. to feel that we're belonging. So this is maybe why it became a thing, became a a topic.
0: Hmm. But, but definitely, but definitely a helpful topic.
1: All right. So, uh,
0: in one of your podcast episodes, you talk about how decluttering is a form of self-love. Mm-hmm. Could you elaborate on it a little?
1: Yeah. So when when we say self-love or or nurturing oneself, um, a lot of people, they just focus on, oh, okay. So I go maybe to the, for, for women, for example, I go to the hairdresser or I, I go and get a massage for men, it might be a go to the gym or I, I, I do something for myself. But what we're all forgetting is that the surroundings we're, we are in, like our home or when you are working, the surroundings have an impact on us. And in, in um, back a few years back, people would have said, oh, this is spiritual or woo-woo and it's, it's not true. But there's more and more scientific proof that the surroundings actually have a big impact on us. So a surround, like a a home or an office can make you feel stressed or it can make you feel calm. And this is what I mean that decluttering is self-love because if your home stresses you out on top of the stress we have already in our, maybe you have a stressful job or you have a stressful situation because one of your family members is sick or whatever other stress you're having if your home also stresses you out because you trip over things or you can't find the things you want to have what want to use and all that it just adds to it and so if you declutter you're actually making your life easier you're helping your body and your physiology physiology (laughs) I can't say what you say the word physiology out because you're not adding more stress and you creating an environment that supports you in a very practical way, which makes life a little bit easier, even in just maybe a a tiny part of your life, but it still takes off some pressure off you. And that's why I'm saying it's self-love because you're doing it for yourself most uh, or first and foremost and then um it has a ripple effect eventually but first and foremost you do it for yourself so that you don't you don't feel so stressed or overwhelmed um you also get sidetracked easily when when there is a mess around you and all these things so that's why i say it's self-love yeah hmm.
0: Hmm. so on the topic of love i never thought of decluttering as a form of uh... You know self-love i always thought of decluttering as you know you are throwing out stuff you don't need or you're getting rid of stuff from the past i never thought of it as a way to appreciate the things that you have in life so on the same lines you have a technique called the love tour can you tell us a little more about that
1: the love tour yeah so to me So first of all, I don't really like the word decluttering that much. It's kind of a weird word, but I can't change it. That's the word (laughs) that there is. But what I'm saying is decluttering is not about what you get rid of. It is about what you surround yourself with. So becoming more aware what you surround yourself with. And so what I do with my clients or with whoever asks me about decluttering is I always say, focus first on what you love in your environment. And that's how the word love tour came about. So if somebody feels like they have too much stuff in their home or their home stresses them out, instead of, or let's say like this, most then don't even know where to start to change anything. So I always suggest go take a love tour first. Go first and see what you love about your home. Why are you living here? Like what is it that maybe you have a beautiful view or maybe there is a little corner in your home with a comfortable chair that you really love to sit in just focus first it's a little bit similar like focus first on the positive before you um, deal with the negative and then once you did your love tour and you kind of know what you love about your surroundings then you can start taking away the things that interfere with what you love and it's easier than to know where to start and it's easier to maybe let go even of certain things because you realize oh that's it's interfering with what i really love in my home so that's where the love tour comes from
0: hmm, hmm. and you have a very clear distinction of decluttering and uh, minimalism can you help us understand how your ways of decluttering is different from minimalism?
1: Yeah, and and then there is several several different um, interpretations of minimalism. But minimalism often focuses mainly on um, having as little item or a, as few items in your home as possible. And I always say like this is not necessarily. Um, how i see it i always say like my idea is you want to create a surrounding that supports you you want to create a surrounding that you love and is like a sanctuary if you want to use that word and so if somebody is a collector of something i for myself i collect teddy bears so If I would be a minimalist, I couldn't have teddy bears because the idea is that you have as little or as few items as possible. But I say it's about you surround yourself with the things you love. So I don't have teddy bears everywhere, but I do have quite a few because I love them since I'm a little girl. So I have teddy bears and I have orchids. So this is the difference. So minimalism I feel like focuses more on just getting rid of things and reducing 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 and seeing with how little we can live, which is not wrong if that's what you want to do. What I focus on with most of my clients is that we're creating the sur- the surroundings and the environment that they actually really love to be in and they love to come home to. And that's often with more items than is the absolute minimum, and that's why I always say I'm not teaching minimalism. Hmm.
0: Hmm. So uh, let's get to the techniques of uh, how our listeners could start implementing the changes in their lives that they desire.
1: So let's mm-hmm. start
0: with uh, let's start with the three principles. Your three principles of decluttering.
1: Yeah. So the first is, and that's what a lot of people um, get overwhelmed, even if they then figure out where they want to start, because that's often where the people don't know where to start. So that's why we do the love tour. But once they know where to start, the the biggest mistake they're making is they're taking on too much. Their project is too big. So the first principle is you divide your area that you want to declutter into very small and manageable chunks. It's much more sustainable if you do every day a little bit, than you're trying to do something for hours and hours, especially if you're not used to it. Decluttering often... you 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 come you come into emotions or memories that trigger you and then it could be very draining. If you do decluttering right, you feel afterwards better and lighter. If you declutter, I don't want to say the wrong way, but if you if you take on too much, then you feel afterwards heavy and sad. So it's always like divide your area in very, very small manageable chunks. And then you start also with the least personal area. So you don't start with um photos from your family to try to declutter because that will trigger a lot of emotions and it's a very hard thing to do for anybody. So you start with things that are not emotional, like you can go in a kitchen that's less emotional usually in the kitchen, not for everybody, but usually or in the bathroom. You could start with um with things there, or anything that is not so close to your heart. We always have to protect our heart. And then the third principle is, which I touched on already a little bit, you 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 do rather a few minutes a day than trying to do hmm. the whole room or house in one weekend. So I, my my tagline kind of is a few minutes a day keeps the clutter away. And it also helps you to change your habits a little bit and it makes it more sustainable if you declutter a whole weekend and you don't change any of your habits the clutter just comes right back in because you have never dealt really with the reasons if you go slower and consistently then you change over time automatically without even a lot of effort and i
0: hope our listeners would start implementing it right away because this is something i find really actionable and i'll start definitely implementing it right away
1: yeah and and definitely start small allow yourself to start small even five minutes
0: oh yes that's something i'm guilty of because i have had those bursts of uh, cleaning frenzies and then totally give up the next day
1: yeah we all do it we all do it so and it's hard to to um, allow yourself to just do five minutes because your brain tells you five minutes doesn't make a difference, but five minutes every day will make a big difference.
0: Hmm, hmm. So oh, since you have had so many years of experience and a da- almost a daily habit of decluttering, does it get easier? Yes.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Because what I mean is, when i start uh, doing the shows it's a very conscious effort like i'm putting my mind into it okay this is where the books go this is where the spoons go but does it over time get easier
1: yes it does because if you do it every day Your brain loves routine. The human brain loves routine. That's why it's sometimes so hard to change your habits because your brain doesn't want to change. So in the beginning, you have to be very conscious. And that's why I'm saying if you start with a few minutes, it's much easier. And then you just start putting the book always in that shelf again. So if you like, for example, if you want to stay with the spoon or with the book, doesn't matter the they have a home now and then if you start to always put them back there eventually you do it automatic just like i don't know whether you're driving a bicycle or a car in the beginning it's so hard your brain has to think so many things in order for you to do this and after a while You do it automatically. You don't even think about it anymore. Your body, your muscles, your brain know exactly what to do. And you can talk while you're riding a bicycle. You can sing. You can do whatever you want. But in the beginning, you couldn't. And it's the same with decluttering and being organized. In the beginning, it needs a lot of effort. And then it becomes easier if you stick with it. But it doesn't become easier if you do three hours every six months. (laughs) It's just hard. So that's why it's that's why you do every day a little bit and then it becomes automatically easier. And I always choke and say your decluttering muscle um gets stronger. It's you can also compare it with going to the gym. You wouldn't go to the gym and do an hour of heavy weight lifting when you have never been to the gym before. So you have to build up your muscles a little bit. It's the same here.
0: All right, perfect, perfect. So this has been really helpful. Uh, what are some of the ways our listeners can reach out to you?
1: So they could go to my website, which is connygraf.com connygra com, And there I have um, blog posts. I have my podcast uh, posted. Um, I have free resources there. I'm also on Facebook and on Instagram, like almost everybody in the world now um under I am Connie Graf and um or or from chaos to peace that's the business part where they could find me and they can reach out to me and um ask questions if they wanna
0: all right perfect so thanks a lot Connie for coming to the podcast thanks a lot to all the listeners for joining us this week. Hello guys. Thank you all for listening. If you did like that episode, share it with people who you think will benefit from listening to it. If you have any comments or suggestions regarding this episode or any of the previous episodes, you can drop them to us at info at the charming Buddha.com. You could also drop them to us on any of our social media pages. The links to which will be posted in the show notes.